Good people, happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or middle of the morning, or mid-evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen into this cast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you. I appreciate you. Um, and welcome to the Midweek Muscle Podcast. I'm Jay-Z. I'm your gracious host. This week, as with every week, I come to bring you a little dose of perspective for peaceful, positive, and productive uh, perspective to help you or to help anyone that you may know to overcome the obstacles that tend to hold us back and hold us up. And those are the head and heart issues. This podcast was created to help just provide a little bit of encouragement as we go throughout our weeks um, to help us out in the middle of the week and obviously to push us through to the end of the week uh, so we can just get a little fresh perspective, shall we? But anyways, uh, just jumping right in. If you're new, thank you so much for joining in and I, I really appreciate your listening ear. If you've been with me, you already know that we can't do this thing that we do without you. Like you guys are the glue to this whole operation. And so I can't thank you enough. But uh, let's go ahead and jump right on in. You know, I, I wish I could say on a better note that this Wednesday I'm coming to you energetic and lively and exciting and all this, these other things. I mean, I, I just, for crying out loud, I just got through graduation. I should still be riding the wave, right? But <laughs> Y'all, we are in we are in the middle of this COVID impact. And so I regretfully inform you this week that I am I'm coming to you with a little bit of a, a saddened heart, y'all. Like I have a family member currently on life support due to COVID and some other underlying uh issues. And uh it's just it's really sad. Um so I definitely want to take a moment of silence uh, for anyone and their family members who, or friends even, friends that feel like family that have been impacted by this terrible, terrible, terrible virus. Um, and not to mention, you know, my dog of 12 years and like three months, gosh, is literally dying. And every day is like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up to a dog that is still with me and lively or a dog that is completely sedated and out of it. So, you know, through a few vet visits in the past week or two, and just a host of other things, it's just been a little bit sad. Um, and I like, I may sound like my disposition is totally okay right now, but really I'm actually pretty devastated about it. So you know, our, our pet family can feed, our pet buddies can feel like family. I know at least in my case, my dog is a part of my family. Um, and so that's really hard. Um, so anyways, I, I do believe that 
through and through, no matter what, no matter what happens with him. Um, and, and the way how I feel with just any devastating news is that, you know, I, I put my faith where it is. God is good. And that's where my loyalty lies. And so what will be, will be according to his will. And I just have to be okay with that. And so again, I said, I'd take a moment of silence and here we go. I'm just going to give one minute of just complete silence, just so that we can, you know, just pay tribute to the people um, that have been impacted by anything that's been traumatic or sad or heartbreaking um, in the past weeks or months. So I just felt a little compelled to do that. And thank y'all for bearing with me. It's been a little rough. Um, so if you feel yourself particularly moved by um, that statement or by that moment of silence, uh, and even if you're not necessarily moved by the tribute of the moment of silence, just hang in there, good people. And most importantly, keep your head up out there. Um, and if you... If you feel defeated, try to remember that just because you are struggling doesn't mean that you're failing, okay? Like, I know that some things are just out of our control, and sometimes there's this, like, wavering guilt that because I'm moving on, um, I, I feel guilty because I'm not staying in the present, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but just because you are struggling doesn't mean that you're failing. And and I think that's particularly important this week um, for what I'm getting ready to get into. And so I like just out of chill, I saw this movie yesterday. It was, it's on Netflix. It's uh, cause you guys know, I don't get to watch a lot of TV. And so when I do, it's like, I really want to watch something captivating. Please don't ruin this one hour for me or two hours or whatever time I have dedicated to the TV. Please don't ruin this for me with some trash. Right. So <laughs> I'm scrolling on Netflix and I'm not particularly sure what drew me in. I think, you know, how Netflix, Netflix, they kind of play, like if you end up on the title, they kind of play a little bit of the trailer just to get you caught, caught up with the movie or to get you interested in it. And I think that's really smart on Netflix behalf. Kudos. And I think that's exactly what happened. And so I'm reading the description. I'm kind of looking at its ranking. It's like number eight in the U.S. today. And, you know, I think they do that. I think that's also spot on Netflix that you guys do that because you can show they show what's trending or what have you. And so 
this movie comes up and it's called The Old Guard. Um, Charlize Theron actually is in the movie uh, with a lot of other actors and actresses that I've not recognized from other movies before, except for one person. Um, and he's been in a lot of movies, uh, but I can't call his name right now because I can't remember. But anyways, um, it's called The Old Guard. And um, while it was graphic and pretty violent and violently graphic, if that makes sense, it's atypical of what I normally watch, right? It's like, I love watching movies. I don't get to watch them all the time like I used to, but I love watching movies. And this graphic violence type of movie isn't something that I would generally go for. And so it's sort of interesting that I was even pulled into this movie. And I think that no, everything is meant to happen as it should, right? I think everything happens for a reason. And so I, I was particularly moved by this movie because I was compelled by, you know, its message and, um, quickly without giving too much of the movie away, it's about, um, these special set of people who have special abilities to self-heal through violent attacks. And when I say violent attacks, I mean like vicious. So if you have a weak stomach, this wouldn't be the movie for you um, because it does get pretty graphic. And again, it's not something that I would normally watch, but it kind of jumped out at me. So anyways, these people have the ability to self-heal. So you got it. They're essentially immortal like they can't die um and so one of the scenes one immortal says to another immortal after a surprise attack against them and they're recovering uh the guy says yeah just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop hurting I'm like Okay, little nugget, I got that. And so, because <laughs> I'm always looking for those when I do things or when I see things, you know, because <laughs> that's how my brain works. And I'm sorry, because that makes me seem a little bit goofy, but whatever. So I took that statement as just because we're granted with an opportunity to live through unfortunate circumstances or endure bad things, or overcome bad things, or survive, it doesn't mean that we don't feel, right? And so I know that many of us are wrestling with a lot of emotions, particularly from the onset of being quarantined and having this induced panic around COVID and is gross realities of how it's affecting the people around us, but also there's this looming emotional tie to like interactions, right? And so people are dealing with emotional struggles of different sorts. And then, you know, not to mention all of the other atrocities that happen in the day-to-day life, like, you know, um, uh, God forbid, but like a car accident or like abuse or things of that nature. And so again, it is difficult to wrap your mind around it, but to do it under such intense circumstances like we are now, it makes it difficult and people are dealing emotionally with different things. And so just like I said last week and even the week before is that the catalyst is the same, but we're all processing a little differently because different things are happening in 
our immediate atmospheres. And so just because we keep living and keep pressing on doesn't mean that we stop hurting. And so another statement that was in the movie that resonated with me was they can't see all the work they've done because they're in the middle of it. And so again, I can't share too much of this scene without giving the movie away, but it's under the scope of when you love what you do or you're committed to your work, sometimes it's hard to see your impact when you're in the midst of your work. When you're loving what you do because you enjoy it so much, you don't even understand the magnitude of how it impacts your customers or the people who come and sit down with you or the people who just want your services or the people who want your product, right? Because you're in the midst of just doing what you love to do. Or if you're working for an organization and you're committed to a project, sometimes you don't even understand the magnitude of your work and how you've helped your teammates or how you've helped the people as a result of that project because you're in the midst of trying to do the best possible job you can do. And so good people, I I, I think of all of those things and I think of this idea or this thought that popped into my head this past week when I was working in my garden. And yes, I have, don't judge. I have a little garden and I do my thing. Okay. Because I enjoy gardening. I enjoy planting beautiful flowers and seeing them grow. Um, but I also have like a, uh, I can't say fruit garden, but just a vegetable and herb garden that I grow right outside my house. And I really enjoy it because you have to tend to it every day. So it's a little bit of a pain, but I really enjoy it. So anyways, um, I was I was working in my garden and the thought was so strong to me. And it may sound remedial, but that's okay. I'm sharing it anyway, so don't judge me <clears throat> as I clear my throat. Um, see, something to understand is that gardens need daily care. They need daily trimming, they need daily pruning, they need daily readjustments. You have to take one stake out and retie the stake up and tie the plant to the stake if they're outgrowing the stake. It's just, it's a lot of work, right? (laughs) And so they take a lot of daily care. And it even goes to the extent of like they need daily watering and they even need daily songs. If you're crazy enough to do that, like me, it's okay because I go out and sing to my plants because, uh, side tangent, (laughs) there was a study done uh, by scientists who said that plants are responsive to certain types of sound waves, I guess. Um, And essentially what the study was suggesting is that plants do release little sounds when they're plucked as if, you know, they're dying. But plants are also responsive to if you talk to them with like a loving tone or a kind tone or you're singing to them versus if you're just spewing venom and hateful words and hateful tones and hateful energy towards them. It stunt the hateful energy stunts their growth and the positive energy pre- 
produces growth. So, you know, I kind of, I'm in that realm of like, okay, I'll go out and talk to my plants and sometimes sing to them. It's okay. Whatever. No one's judging. Right. Okay. You're still with me. (laughs) As long as there's science behind it. Right. We're good. We're good. Okay. No, not really. All right. It's okay. I'll move on. So anyways, this past week I went out to harvest some of my uh, herbs and some of uh, my little tomatoes, the big ones haven't come in yet, and jalapenos. And I was talking to my dad and I said, see, this is why it's important to plant more than one of the same type of plant. Because this little bit that I just picked, which made salsa, by the way, this little bit will only provide one full dinner serving. And he agreed. He was like, well, yep. And good people, that's when it hit me. If you want to reap an abundant harvest, good people, you have to be risky enough to sow more than one type of seed. If you want to reap an abundant harvest, you have to be risky enough to sow more than one type of seed. And so, wow, what does that even mean? Okay, let's be quick here. Yes, it's okay to work on your 10,000 hours of mastery or your slight edge advantage. Yes, it's okay for you to assume personal responsibility and in what information you've received and ultimately what you do with it. Yes, it's okay to do your research and to even find out if this is even right for you or not right for you or just not the job for you or not the task for you, right? But... If you want a larger harvest, and I'm not always talking about food or money or anything like that. Just think about if I want more abundance, I want more abundance or richer relationships or, 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 uh, more flexibility or more time or more energy or more resources or more scale, and even in the interim, more money or more, more things. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in that, but you know, I can't stop you from what you believe in. If you want a larger harvest, then you have to diversify your garden. Rather, that's learning the same skill until it's without a doubt perfect. Like the, um, an example of that is the, the sushi, I think it's Sushi Kimura in Tokyo, Japan, where the sushi chef, say that three times fast, the sushi chef only committed to working on sushi and the one specific type of sushi. And he did it over and over and over and over again. And people used to ask like, well, why don't you do different things? Why don't you try different products? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And he stuck to one thing until it was absolutely perfect. And so what does that say for him? He made it so perfect that people showed up to his restaurant just to experience the perfection. So much so that, you know, you have to make reservations like months in advance in order to get a spot in this restaurant. Um, and that one chef, although not even diversified, just per- perfect in one thing, earned Michelin stars. Um, and so again, rather that's learning the same skill until it's perfect to where if that skill is made public, if 
if your skill is open to the public, rather it be from service or product, people will line up to experience that type of perfection, right? Or here's the caveat, or rather it's acquiring multiple skills so that eventually the culmination of skills will reap abundance. That's also diversifying. So let's be honest. How can you be trusted with an abundance without proof of taking care of the little that you have right in front of you? How can you be responsible for a many if you if you've not shown that you can take care of the little that's right in front of you? And again, this is all relative. A little to me might be five. A little to you might be 500. And that's okay. Is how can you how can you desire more when you're not taking care of what's right in front of you? And I think that's the point. So what, like, if you, if you're, if you're still tracking with me and you're thinking about this, what farmer do you know that only plants one single seed and expects it to fill acres? You're right. I don't know of any farmer that only plants one seed and expects it to fill acres of land. I just don't see it. I've not seen it. I have yet to see it. And I'd I'd be super excited to have that be shown to me at some point. Um, seeds do multiply. I do get that. But fill acres. See, one seed uh, has the ability to, to multiply uh, but to fill acres in the same season is a bit difficult. So what farmer do you know that does that? And you may say no, and I would agree with you. But it's important to plant more seeds. And that's the whole point. The seeds that you plant will multiply. And at that point, when they multiply, it becomes exponential. So planting a row of seeds will multiply additional seeds and that becomes exponential. But you have to plant more seeds. See, good people, uh, spiritually, one person only needs a mustard seed of faith. That's one little singular seed. But what do you do with that faith? You have to sow seeds. You have to go out and do the work. So if that means a mustard seed of faith to believe in yourself, to do a number of things, whether it be save money or get that job or establish healthier relationships or go after the goals that you've always already have been planning out or wanting to do. All you have to do is have a little mustard seed of faith to, to believe, right? But then fast forward, once we believe, We've got to get to work. And and I don't care what arena that you're in, this applies. Rather it be studying for a specific exam, rather it be working in the role that you're working in, rather it be working with people and establishing relationships, rather it's you and your boyfriend or girlfriend or a significant other, whomever. It applies in every single arena. And so, I mean, to have... To me, this analogy was was super dope, right? To to me, right? This dope, this analogy was really dope to me because it stands with the idea 
that just because you are struggling doesn't mean you're failing. Remember, you only have to have a muster seed of faith. And then you go out and sow those seeds. And sometimes those seeds take forever to grow. And sometimes you'll struggle with trimming and pruning and clipping and watering and feeding and seeding and whatever. But it doesn't mean you're failing. And with that idea, you may not be able to see the fullness of your work and its impact because you're actually in the midst of sowing them. You're in the midst of sowing seeds and tending the garden. And so good people, when I think of the work that we do on a daily basis, when I think of when I think of what we're doing, it's like, man, just because we're pressing on and trying to live still, it doesn't mean that we're hurting. But it does mean that we will, like if you're feeling disheartened, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling sad, don't miss your opportunity to still sow seeds if you can and if you have the capacity. Because what I believe that that does is it's easy to look around and feel like you're not enough or you're not keeping up or you're, or you're not doing enough. But good people don't stop sowing seeds when the opportunity arises. Why? Because you might be in the middle of that process, but you don't quite understand its impact. And also, you might be struggling to push through, but it doesn't mean that you're failing to push through. And so, good people, I I leave that thought with you this week because I think through the midst of it all, it's like, man, we're all, whether you're pushing on a little bit or you're pushing on a lot, you're still, you're still impacting people in ways that you don't imagine. And so with that level of awareness, like what level of impact are we imparting? Is it something positive? Is it something negative? Or is it something indifferent? And I say, if you want to reap an abundance, it's got to be in a way that will allow seeds to multiply. And I told you about the study a little bit earlier where when you speak life into things, they will continue to multiply versus when you pluck them or when you speak negativity or you spew negativity towards them, it stunts their growth. You do the math there. And so good people, I leave you guys with that thought this week, because I think that we're all in a position where it's like, man, just because I'm moving on, does that mean that I shouldn't be feeling guilt or that I shouldn't be feeling mad or sad or disheartened? No, we st- it's okay to still feel those things, but living also means to continue sowing seeds. And so with that, I leave you. Thank you for allowing me extra time this week to get through what I needed to get through. I didn't think it was going to take this long, but I guess it did. And you guys are awesome. If you made it this far, you've listened to the entire cast. And I really, really, really appreciate you. Hit me up. Questions, comments, concerns. Jay-Z at midweekmuscle.com. Or you can find me on any of the social media platforms at The Midweek Muscle. I thank you. I meet you here this time every single week. I can't wait to do it every single week. It gets hard sometimes. But again, we press through because we don't want to miss our moments to impart where we can. And I'm grateful to do that with you guys. So I love you guys. If you haven't heard it today at all, hear from me now that I can't do this thing without you. And I appreciate you and I love you for giving me your ear or lending me your time. So, hey, if you found this helpful, please do me a favor, rate or review me on any of the platforms that you found this and share it with a friend. Two things. Those are your only two jobs. 
guess what? If this wasn't for you, don't be a hoarder of a good message. If this wasn't for you, that's fine. I understand it. I, I lay my hat down. But if it wasn't for you, share with an enemy. We all know that we could all use a good word or two. I appreciate you. I thank you. And I love you guys. Until this time next week, I can't wait until then. And I'll meet you there. And let's make it a great, great week. And as always, let's go.